Disclaimer, if you are feeling suicidal, thinking about hurting yourself, or are concerned that someone you know may be in danger of hurting themselves, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. we need to talk about Chesley Chris. This is the Here We Need to Talk podcast. My name is Celine. Welcome to this podcast. The premise that this podcast was started on was specifically about mental health, but this has evolved. Staying true to our roots, I want to talk about a very important topic today. If you are an overachiever, someone who, someone who has big, grand goals, who hustles every day, hustles really, really hard, but you find yourself faced with imposter syndrome, debilitating depression and anxiety, and you feel as if no one understands what you're going through, we need to have a conversation. So, the Here We Need to Talk podcast was started specifically because I wanted to have an outlet, a creative outlet to deal with some of the creative outlet to really discuss mental health from a Caribbean perspective and a conservative perspective because that is where I grew up. Also to kind of remove the veil over a topic that I think is very taboo. A topic that many Caribbean people don't really speak about. And while in speaking to other peers, they believe that we've taken, made many strides when when it comes to mental health. But in the broader sense of the conversation, in just having conversations with my friends and acquaintances or just strangers on the street, I realize there is still this misunderstanding about what mental health is, who it affects, and the consequences of not maintaining your mental health. And that could not have been more evident with the tragic suicide of Chesley Christ. So who is Chesley Christ and why is she important to this conversation? Well, I think Chesley is someone who a lot of people can relate to, one. And even if you can't relate to her, we all know a Chesley, okay? So let me just break it down, give you a little bit of a synopsis, a little bit of a bio. So Chesley Christ was an American television correspondent, a model, and beauty pageant title holder. Most specifically, she is most renowned. She's most renowned for winning Miss USA in a year where the four major pageant holders in the world were black women. So Chesley was a biracial woman. Her mother is black. Her father is white. Um, she rose to prominence during that time because of that. I think the reason why Chesley held such a special place in many people's hearts is because she was 30 years old um, and she was well-rounded. She was a musician. She was an attorney. So I think something that really resonated with people is the fact that she won Miss North Carolina USA after she, in her third time competing in the competition. So she competed in 2017 but she placed fourth um in the following year she competed competed again um but placed in the top 10 and then finally she won in 2019 and she went on to represent um she went on to win miss usa and then she went on to represent the united states in miss universe so her story is one of resilience you know but it's very interesting that she was this 
well-rounded person she was so loved she was so respected she was beautiful on the outside but so many people have commented that she was also beautiful on the inside as well it's crazy that people it's it's crazy for people that she committed suicide and the details of her suicide are online um but she to make a long story short she went to one of the higher floors of her apartment building and she jumped and the reason why i've made this a topic for this week's podcast is because people have somehow shrouded her suicide in this cloak like it it had to have been something something had had to have been gone had to have gone wrong because she was perfect she fit our model of perfection everything was going great for her you know if from our perspective and so it's impossible that she did this or it's it's crazy to us that that anything could have triggered this and so in reading the comment sections of youtube videos where people are discussing this tragedy and just reading people's responses and there's so much speculation about the fact there's so much speculation that it may have been foul play that someone may have been out to get her and pushed her and her mother came out and said that she she was suffering from high functioning depression and yet still that doesn't seem to be a good enough explanation for many people they say she didn't look depressed she didn't act depressed so we're just gonna really discuss what depression looks like for different people and this is a special request to people out there who have never been depressed and who have never experienced anxiety to understand that this is something that you never in a million years could sum up into words never in a million years can you comprehend it because i used to have so many conversations with friends who i'm gonna call them normal okay um the sad part about having a discussion about mental health and depression is that the overwhelming majority of people do not seem to think that depression or anxiety is a real thing or that it is confined to a certain group of people or it has to be triggered by something and i can 100% say that the majority of my friends i could count the amount of well i mean my circle is small but There's a bit of frustration in talking about this topic because many people still do not understand what depression is or what mental health or what anxiety is. The truth is is that we all, every single one of us, we look at life through the lenses of the baseline of our lives. We think that if we are able to overcome certain, certain circumstances and that if we're able to be resilient and strong through the circumstances that we face that everybody else should be able to as well we think that if they're not physical manifestations of an internal issue that they are not real okay and that anything that has to do with the mind is a quick and easy simple fix and i think that i think that chesley christ as a beautiful human being is someone whose work will long be remembered for the pro bono cases that she works and just the care and kindness that she provided in her field for her resilience in teaching us never to give up when she you know entered 
Miss North Carolina several times and then won. But also, in death, we have a case study on what mental health, what struggles with mental health look like when problems do not present themselves. And so that's what we're really going to look at in today's episode. Now, I would like to preface by saying that I am not a mental health practitioner i do not have a degree i am not licensed to practice but i am someone who has experienced depression and anxiety and i come from a background where those topics are taboo i really want to 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 break the notion that only certain types of people suffer from this and everybody else who doesn't have a reason to be depressed or anxious should just you know suck it up and get it over with because that's not the case For someone who was so accomplished and carried herself so well, people are truly questioning the circumstances of Chesley Chris's death. They believe that, you know, someone's out to get all the successful black women and someone must have pushed her over the edge or somebody was blackmailing her or, you know, there are so many conspiracy theories that came up. While we may never know what truly happened because I'm someone who believes that anything is possible but the fact that people are trying to erase the possibility of chesley having high functioning depression and wanted to commit suicide despite the fact that her life appeared perfect means that we have not made much progression when it comes to mental health at all and after i learned about chesley's death after i learned about her suicide the first thing that came to my mind is people are gonna give thoughts and prayers and they're gonna talk about what a wonderful person she is and everybody's going to be shocked and then that initial shock is going to wear off and we're all just going to retreat we're all going to retreat to our individual lives forget about this story and then the next person with high functioning depression who commits suicide we're all going to be shocked again it's just going to be this carousel of of events and emotions that's going to take place and we're always going to be shocked every single time Because the only disease that really truly matters for us is PTSD from really traumatic situations that we have seen and experienced or cancer. These seem to be like the big things for people. You know, these are the only things that should get our care and attention and whatnot and our condolences. But someone with high functioning depression, I'm scrolling through her Instagram and as everyone says there was no clue that chesley wanted to take her life the picture before the last one that she posted she was going to the gym her body looks amazing her abs are ripped she looks healthy she's wearing subtle makeup not too much um her apartment is looks gorgeous by the looks of things then before that there's a photo shoot she's dressed she looks immaculate she's being um people are like taking photos of her in the streets of new york she looks amazing she, here's another one with a tiktok talking about her hair makeup looks amazing and the thing is i'm reiterating that everything looks amazing and everything looks fine because i am mirroring the comments that in the comment sections on instagram and youtube where people are dissecting how it's impossible that chesley took her life how there has to be some amount of foul play this is why i say that we've taken one step forward and 10 whole steps back we still don't seem to understand that depression and anxiety and suicide suicide 
suicide ideation and suicidal thoughts do not have a face it could be anyone it could look like anything it could be the most ambitious person in your office the most talkative student in your class we think that people who commit suicide are people who are strung up strung out on drugs people who haven't taken bath in days their hair is always messed up their room is a mess they talk about it all the time it means that we have as a society have not gotten a handle on what mental health and mental health problems really look like so i what i'm going to say the following i'm going to put a bunch of allegedly in front of it but what they're saying is that chesley was under a lot allegedly chesley was under a lot of pressure to be perfect and she was an overachiever right and you know as people are rattling off a list of her achievements she won miss usa she did all these things she was a lawyer she was just like television hosting and xyz and all these things i'm thinking to myself those are a list of achievements yes but are those the things that she wanted to do because at the end of the day, Chesley was unhappy. Her mother says that she was suffering from high-functioning depression. And despite her mother saying that, people in the comment section are still going in and saying, it's not possible. Things were too perfect. She looked too good. Like, all these other things. And I'm like, but that's what high-functioning depression means. It means that I could make my life look so put together, but I am falling apart inside. It's interesting to me that Chesley went into this pageant three times. Um, and it's interesting to me how she fought so hard to create this perfect life. She graduated cum laude um, with a degree in marketing and human resource management. She was a part of an honor society. She played track and field. Like, she achieved so much at such a young age. And towards the end of her life, while throwing in all these accolades, we have to constantly remind her of her age. I think this is something that we just honestly need to stop harping over. That's one thing. People's age. A lot of my male friends would talk about the fact that women put their careers first before they put finding love and marriage and then they hit their 30s and their 40s and then they just settle for anybody because they put their career first. And my thing is, would Chesley have been where she was if she had put family and marriage before her career and before her education? We would not have lauded her the way that we did and the way that we do. We are, we are idolizing her in death. Still, even after she's gone, people are just rattling off her accomplishments as if, as if she's still here and she's not. And that reinforces something on people who remain that what we are is our accomplishments and our achievements. And you don't deserve to take your life if you are so accomplished and so beautiful and so amazing and such a nice person so what about the people who are suffering from suicide ideation and don't have a jurist doctor and didn't graduate cum laude and don't run track and field who haven't won a competition who haven't won several competitions who aren't multi-hyphenates don't those persons deserve to be here we as a society, we focus, especially when it comes to women, we focus, and you, you know, I'm going to put this by extension, men, because there are men, especially because men are, we as a society, we're forced to put on this facade of being perfect, of perfection, of having everything put together when it's not, especially men. I would say men in general and women of color 
we're supposed to demonstrate this supernatural strength and we're not all quote-unquote strong let's just put it in, put it into context Chesley wasn't dating someone at the time of her death. I would give her around 34 until she was married. And then she'd be having kids at roughly around 36 or 37. And then there would be the comments. She's putting her child's life at risk and her life at risk at having kids so late. She should not have put her career before marriage and family and blah, blah, blah and whatnot. It's like, no matter what you do, you don't win. People expect you to be a certain place by a certain time. And the truth is, we're not all the same. We're all completely different. We absorb all of the negativity. We absorb all of people's expectations for us. And it affects us. There are people who are stronger than others. And then there are some people who have this facade of strength. And it's not strength at all. It's something else completely. But they're cowering behind an image then there's some people who've like created a built-in image because someone else asked them to but at the end of the day we know that she was unhappy deeply unhappy because that's the only thing that could drive someone to end their life like that now to the people saying it's foul play and it's impossible i've learned in life that anything is possible so yeah sure maybe there is something strange and mysterious and maybe someone forced her to write that note and forced her to go up those stairs and pushed her out the window. Sure, all of that is possible. Anything's possible. But the bottom line bottom line is, is that our reaction to Chesley Crisp's death is the reason why there are people with high-functioning depression who are afraid to ask for help, who are afraid to disclose to their family members that something is wrong, that they are not okay, because we do not believe them. We don't believe them. The reason why I started my platform talking about mental health is because of my internal struggles with anxiety and high function depression and feeling like I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. I still to a certain degree feel like I have no one to talk to about it. Like I would have friends who are like, why not just talk to your friends? Why pay for a therapist? And it's because, wow, situation. Do you think that Chesley could have gone to any of her ambitious friends and been like, I really want to take my life? And they probably would have just like, oh girl, come on. You're just having a bad day. Let's go for a run. Let's go for something to eat. Let's take some selfies. Let's fly to Paris. We can afford to fly to Paris, right? Let's fly to, like, we're on top of the world. And some of those friends would beg to differ. Some of those friends would say, oh no, she could have come to me for anything at any time and whatnot. But I want you guys to think about it. I want you guys to think about some, someone coming to you and telling you that they want to take their life. How seriously would you take them? Think about anybody, someone who is suffering from depression, someone who isn't functioning from depression, just like anybody, just pick a random person. And you will see that the individuals who you might take most seriously are the ones who are extremely close to you. Maybe a child, maybe a parent you could probably count them all on one hand but you know more than five people yes you do you know more than five people and guess what we don't want to make other people's problems our problems so we try to pretend that the issues that they present to us are easy to solve that the that their lives are salvageable and that the bad things in life don't really exist we're all fighting demons right and what i've come to realize in my quest to enlighten the world about mental health is that we always look at 
things from our perspective so if i think that i could for example i can manage my liquor right it is difficult for me to to look at someone else who can't it's difficult for me to it's it is easy sorry it's easy for me to look at someone who can't it's easy for me to judge that person and ask what's wrong with you like how do you get drunk alcohol burns it burns the stomach there's acid reflux how do you binge something as disgusting as alcohol that's literally used just to give you a little buzz or a little high just so you could enjoy yourself for like an hour or two how do you put yourself in that position how do you put other people's lives at risk by drinking and driving how do you and so i will say that from a position as someone who can't manage their liquor and that person who can't manage their liquor might look at me and say how do you have depression when you have such a wonderful life both of your parents are alive you have a good job you have a place to lay your head you know i grew, I grew up in squalor i grew up with nothing i deserve to be depressed that's what we do as human beings we judge other people based on our experiences and again that's something we're gonna go dive into in episode three let's talk about late bloomers and just to give us a snippet of that uh one of my favorite youtubers her name is o steph co and she talked about um she's in her 30s mid 30 um maybe mid to late 30s and you know she's talking about her experience where she quickly fell for a guy and like in under a week it just like dissolved and people under the comment section were shaming her for the decisions that she made they were shaming her for sleeping with him too quickly they were they were shaming her for um doing all sorts of stuff for him and getting in over her head so fast and i was thinking to myself look at these people judging from their perspectives because i can guarantee you they were two types of people in that comment section making those come actually three they're the pygmies i can never fail to talk about the pygmies i have once in my lifetime been a pygmy i used to be yes yes ma'am if you grew up in a conservative church trust me there's a point in time in your life where you thought you were holier than thou and everybody else around you were hoes and everything about you is pure and holy and then you come to realize that life is more than the one or two things that they teach you to do and not to do in church life is extremely nuanced we are all good people and we are all bad people just the same you learn that very quickly in life oh yes you do but yes three types of people in that comment section the pygmies who followed the rule of law and were pure and holy and waiting for their husbands both sexually and otherwise not gonna let no man run across them and then there's a second group of people who learn from experience they started out young you know what i'm implying they started out young and so they have maybe a decade's worth of experience on step a decade and a half so they could judge her and say how do you know not know that you're not supposed to do this they know that because they've done it when they were like 17 or 18 and they learned the hard way then there's a third group of people who learn from others experiences and you might argue and say well we should all be like that third third group of people and learn from other people's experiences but if you don't have people around you who made stupid mistakes or if you're in a bubble you would not know 
and i say all that to say that is how we judge the world around us through our own experience we think that because we know other people should know we think that because we deal with things a certain way other people should deal with it that way and that's not the case that is it's just not the case life is way too nuanced our our experiences are way too nuanced there are things life is not what it appears and so especially learn this around the the trump presidency when i saw a bunch of people who i thought should have more common sense supporting trump right now i'm not a gung-ho biden fan i will say it with my chest biden should have never been president and trump shouldn't have been president all of the things that we're experiencing right now could have been avoided if we elected hillary clinton i don't care what anybody says saying that you prefer trump to be president over hillary clinton was like saying i'm gonna let my three-year-old son drive the car because i don't trust my wife my wife has a bad attitude she's not a nice person she hurts my feelings that's basically what happened nonetheless nonetheless that entire situation from hillary clinton announcing her campaign to right now during biden's presidency has taught me the reasons why people might choose one candidate or the next and it all comes down to perspective the things that are important to me might not be the things that are important to you and circling right just bringing it right back around to chesley's situation or people who are suffering from high functioning depression people who have suicidal thoughts suicidal suicide ideation you do not know what somebody else is going through quite frankly it's none of your concern right but at the end of the day you cannot put your mouth fix your mouth to speak on something when you have not taken the time to educate yourself about it no one is an expert on anyone else's mental health and to discredit someone else's situation to discredit their story to discredit their journey means that you're not paying enough attention to yourself you don't have time to discredit people when you paying attention to yourself nonetheless mental health does not have a face it does not have an occupation it's not a sad face it's not an angry face it's not a bipolar face poor mental health doesn't always look like Kanye West sometimes it looks like Chesley Chris sometimes it is the brightest most bubbly person in the room the person who's on time the person who finishes their assignments first the person who makes everybody laugh the person who is so talented the person who has everything to live for and someone in the comment section on youtube said it best they said people who take their lives they just want to rest they just want a nice long deep sleep sometimes they snap sometimes it's planned out sometimes it's impromptu but it's always because they want the voices to stop they want the pain to stop they want the fear to stop they want the anxiety to stop like do you know what it's like to always be on edge just imagine that one time in your life when you were extremely strung up like extremely on edge like you were just waiting like you were so nervous you were shaking like just imagine being like that 24 7 and the only time you get relief is when you go to sleep that is for anyone who does not understand why people choose to end it all of course different people have different reasons oh there's also another thing there's the aspect of blaming people who are contemplating suicide now i believe if you are listening and you're out there that if you feel like giving up and letting go it's when 
you feel the most like giving up that things get better so just hold on a little bit longer just a little bit longer and then things will turn and you'll find that spark to live for take care of your mental health and to anyone listening who might feel like they're on the edge but yes um one of the ways that people shame loved ones and friends into not inflicting permanent harm on themselves not ending it all is that what about me aren't you thinking about how your mother and your father would feel aren't you thinking about the funeral expenses and stuff like that and to me that makes the situation worse because they're essentially telling someone you are not a good enough reason to live for you need to continue living for these other people so essentially when your mom and dad pass away and the government is going to be the one responsible for burying you then then go ahead and end things yeah sure no the only reason you should give someone for living is themselves explain to them that they are worth living for no one else in this world no one else's opinions no one else's critiques none of that matters tell them to put themselves on a pedestal for once in their lives and just revel in it people are assuming in the comment section that that the negative comments were getting the best of chesley that shouldn't be the case because like people say mean things and if you reach that height of success of course people are gonna say negative things about you but the truth is we're all human and that's why i highly suggest people deleting social media every few months for a few months because it helps right now i'm off of instagram i'm off of facebook i don't really check up on twitter but i need to monitor my youtube time though but in terms of like social networks because sometimes it becomes overwhelming not even people who interact with you sometimes just watching people interact with each other on social media is draining because it makes it seem as if the world is going to hell and people just aren't kind anymore and so that whole explanation where you know chesley should expect people to say negative things no matter how many pageants you win no matter how many records you sell no matter how big of a celebrity you become no matter how successful you are in life no matter how pretty you are in life people's comments of you affect you so in chesley's case it could be her age that she's that age you know and it's just a reminder of where she is and how much she has accomplished and how much she hasn't accomplished and the things on that list of things that she accomplished we have which have nothing to do with her own desires comments about you will always affect you there are people who say it doesn't matter to them and whatever whatever and that's great but that's because someone hasn't made that one comment that affects them so they've learned to filter out everything else they've learned how to filter out comments about maybe their body what their skin color because in the caribbean skin color is a thing you know it's a thing so they filtered out skin color they filtered out how big your head is how hard your hair is how this you know moisturize your elbows blah 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 there's a one comment that if somebody drops it all hell's gonna break loose talk about their dad ask them where their mom is ask them why they haven't been back to church ask them about that piercing ask them about that one day in 2009 behind the school everybody has a thing everybody has a thing and sometimes your bullies just haven't found it yet sometimes your auntie from church sometimes your uncle from down the road they just wait just sitting on it to drop it on you when you cross them the slightest way and i promise you you will explode 
the point of all this people is that we're all human and we're all susceptible to breaking right we're all susceptible to pain and as a good friend of mine does say we are all human therefore nothing human is alien from us any one of us could be chesty so this is a commission to take care of your mental health to mind the company that you keep to maintain outside voices to a minimum to do the things that you want to do don't let nobody mother father uncle sister brother spouse child tell you how to live your life there is a woman who i follow on instagram and her name is faith faith got four kids okay she got four kids faith will tell you i take time out for me husband can go over so picnic can go over so but i will find time to exercise i will find time to do my hair i will find time to take care to do my meal preps i will find time to do this that and the other i will leave these kids with their dad and go to target i will do my home diys because that makes me happy and following faith's journey online because you know some people are more open than others and faith is one of those persons and people might say oh she's sharing too much on social media listen everybody god gives everybody their commission in life and i feel like that's faith faith's commission because faith will tell you what you need to hear as a mother and as a woman because sometimes we do too much for everybody else and we don't take care of ourselves and then we become upset and we take our anger out on other people and like that's never okay it's never okay to take your anger out on other people no matter how much cause you have well that's why you have to nip it in the bud before it goes away take care of yourself first forget about everybody else and take care of yourself first because trust me sometimes when you are the caring loving nurturing nurturing person people take advantage of that and they get upset when you bring it up and i can tell you this from experience when you are the caring loving nurturing person people feel like they have a right to you they feel like they have a right to access you and if you take away those rights for a second a day a week all hell breaks loose you are a bad person because that's just that's just the way we are as human beings you take away an abundance of access that someone has that they do not deserve that they do not ask for that they have no rights to and they get pissed all the way off so you you gotta set up some boundaries yes you do you gotta set up some boundaries and i learned that the hard way i had set up some boundaries 2022 what what year is this 2021 sorry was a very telling year for me that was a year where i put in some strong heavy boundaries the only person who has celine is celine and god but god expects me to use common sense so the only person who has celine is celine everybody else will take what they can get from you and give you what they want to if you are a giver if you are a nurturer please bear that in mind you will never receive even half of what you put out to other people i'm gonna say that again if you are a nurturer if you're a people pleaser if you are a giver you will never get back not even 50 percent of the effort output time and resources that you put out to other people and you will always feel empty take care of yourself first put your mental health first go to therapy drink your water take your vitamins you know i just started taking vitamins and let me tell you do i feel better i don't know this is day three but we'll see vitamins are good for me it doesn't matter how how they make me feel i need to consume them but yeah this is the end of episode two of season two of the hey we need to talk podcast my name is celine your host 
um i can't wait for you to swim back around to to episode three it was great chatting with y'all but until next time